0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Coronavirus hits St Mirren Welcome top of the table chasing Celtic in Paisley Rangers confirm Ryan Jack is facing a spell on the sidelines with a calf injury And Scottish football should prepare for more positive tests According to Neil Doncaster I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy Yeah, terrific uh, domestic game in prospect tonight uh, St Mirren against Celtic St Mirren manager um, Jim Goodwin Still smarting from the treatment of his club and inter- interesting comments that he's labelled towards the, the governing body in terms of they wouldn't have treated uh, Celtic or Rangers the way that they treated St Mirren and I think there's a point um, in that and that's something that we can discuss later on in the programme and also we're 24 hours away um, from three of our clubs playing Europe tomorrow night Rangers in Gibraltar against Lincoln Reddams Aberdeen in Norway against Viking and Motherwell in Northern Ireland against Coleraine three cracking ties and certainly all winnable for the Scottish side That's the way it works In this part of the world Jim I feel like we're still Getting over some of the Talking points And the controversy mm-hmm. From the weekend And then you have to Turn your attentions Forward Because there's lots Happening tonight And tomorrow And, and before we know it Back into the weekend again Yeah I mean I listened to quite about The programme last night Obviously a lot of talk About the You know the, the tackle On Alfredo Morelos And you know The subsequent uh, You know Non-punishment of Ryan Ebers But you know We have to look forward To you know Celtic playing against St Man tonight You know St Man's you know, it's been you know obviously widely reported about the the goalkeeping situation, and you know again I, the the last couple of weeks you know I've heard you know managers um, you know Jim Goodwin and, and Stephen Gerrard referring to other what might have happened in other situations. So with uh, Alfredo Morales or the the bit with another fit, we're interested to see what he happened. Jim Goodwin or well if it was all for him it wouldn't happen. I'm not a great lover of that. I have to be honest with you. I think you just have to deal with it with your club in that particular situation at that time. But, you know, it's the way we are these days. Everything is uh, is uh, front-page news or back-page news if it's football. Uh, and uh, as I say, but we'll look forward to the game tonight. And it's a big game for both teams. Obviously, Celtic playing catch-up after the, um, you know, the, the game's uh, postponed. And St Mirren have to get back on track again after a, a, a bit of a sticky spell. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need. Let's hear from you. Tell us what is on your mind Tonight We've got St Mirren and Celtic playing tonight We've got three big games in the Europa League tomorrow We've got all the coronavirus drama surrounding Scottish football as well So no shortage of talking points But we want to hear from you We want to know what you make of it all 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Like I said in the headlines Some more injury news for Rangers As they head out to Gibraltar Let's start though with the game tonight So St Mirren fans, Celtic fans Give us all your pre-match thoughts right now on the phones. Team lineup suggestions, match predictions, anything else that's on your mind. Let's hear from you, St Mirren fans and Celtic fans. Let's go to Paisley and get a flavour of the build-up with Andrew McLean. Yeah, well, St Mirren looking to put a really turbulent few days behind them, but they're still feeling the effects of that coronavirus outbreak in their squad. Goalkeepers Jack Anik and Dean Linus still self-isolating and will miss the game tonight. And maybe annoyingly for St Mirren, they probably would have been available to play Celtic if this game had gone ahead when it was supposed to before Volleyball and Golly failed to quarantine after his trip to Spain and the match was postponed. It will go ahead tonight and their emergency loanee from Hearts, Bobby Slamal, is expected to start again in goal. And some good news is that third-choice goalkeeper 
Peter Arminski has been allowed to train again and should be on the bench instead of goalkeeping coach Jamie Langfield for this one. As for Celtic, coming off the back of, of course, that big win against Ross County on Saturday, and I think we really caught the first glimpse of what Celtic team, what the Celtic team is going to look like this season. Shane Duffy slotting in as part of that back three. Albion Ayeti starting up front with Odson Edward. Neil Lennon bringing in the players to suit this 3-5-2 system and, and plenty of promising signs early on, but still a few creases that they'll need to iron out as well. And this is, of course, one of the two games Celtic have in hand over most of the teams around them. A win will see them leapfrog Hibs into second place and move within three points of Rangers with a game in hand. Not that they'll need any extra motivation to win this tonight, but I'm sure that will be back in the back of the players' minds. I'll bring you team news from St Mirren Park as soon as it drops. 01419511025 Celtic fans, St Mirren fans, who do you want to see play tonight? Any changes you would make from the weekend? Uh, and of course, what about the importance of winning these games in hand for Celtic It seems like quite a while ago now That we were talking about Rangers With the chance to have that big advantage um, By the time uh, Celtic catch points, up points I think um, wasn't it at one point And of course Celtic are, are now um, Starting the games in hand if you like So let's hear from you all out there Ahead of this game tonight What do you make of it? 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB um, It's a bit of an obvious one Mark Greedy I don't, I don't think you would answer it any other way how important is it that Celtic win this game in hand and, and then do that again and the advantage will be wiped out by the time Rangers play it on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a chance for Celtic to put down a marker um, you know, on on paper. Um, certainly, to, I think any away game now, Gordon, is, is a tough one, but they get a really good result on Saturday. Up in Dingwall, 5-0. They're now going to, to Paisley this evening. Which again will be a tricky one from but looking at the at recent form you would fancy Celtic to win um with uh, with a bit to spare and therefore it gives them a chance to really close the gap on Rangers who are playing uh, European football. So yeah, eventually as as we get towards the old firm game and I know it's three or four league games away, you probably expect them to go in, you know, pretty much uh, neck neck and it could be like uh, you know, whether you're Rangers you're you're one point or three points ahead of Celtic to stretch that lead off of Celtic to Nick. Uh, top or, or stage yeah but it's certainly it's hotting up nicely Gordon yeah I mean I think the, the thing to remember is, is, is there's two clubs involved here I mean yeah I mean we, we, we understand that uh, you know Celtic are the high profile club Gordon but uh, from St Munn's point of view you know obviously Jim Goodwin will, you know be you know, bitterly disappointed I think with the 3-0 defeat against Hibs you know yeah we understand that the goalkeeper had to come in at the last minute but you know you can't you can't blame that I mean the goalkeeper and certainly the ones I've seen didn't they didn't look too, too much at fault So I think that he's looking for a big improvement And he'd be looking for his team to at least You know, make it difficult for Celtic um, Not not just to, just to kind of uh, You know, I think last year uh, They were very resilient They were hard to beat They didn't always score enough goals But they're certainly very organised And I think he wanted want to get back to that So I think it will be a tough game for Celtic Of course you still expect Celtic to win They've got the quality They've got the class They've got the depth in squad It'll be interesting to see when Andrew gives the team that uh, you know how many changes, if any, does Neil Lennon make? Yeah, I'm hoping the Celtic fans and the St Mirren fans will get in touch just now and predict their team, tell us who should play and who shouldn't play and what changes should be made and all the usual pre-match stuff. So let's hear that right now. Don't hang about. Don't miss your chance. 01419511025. Um, Mark Greedy, with regards to St Mirren, Bobby's Lamal signed on that emergency loan. Yeah. You, you expect him to play or... I mean I think that's certainly the, the suggestion But Peter Orminski The third choice St Mirren keeper yeah. Is now available Remember he was only out As a coronavirus precaution uh-huh. He's now available Is Bobby's Lamal Still a better option Than, than he would be? 
I think Zamal would, would play, but I, I do know that they've, they, they have high hopes for uh, Arminski. Um, is, it, is he Slovakian, I think, something like that? He's six foot seven, six foot eight. Um, you know, Jamie Langfield has worked very, very hard with him over the past 12 months, a real improvement in him. He's probably a year um, away from it, but like I say, they do have high hopes for him, but I think this one might be a wee bit too soon, and therefore I would expect Zam- uh, Bobby Zamal to keep his uh, place um, and go. And just on that, um, I, I do think. It was a farcical situation over the weekend. Um, speaking about it, away from the actual 90 minutes on Saturday when St Mirren didn't play particularly well, Hibs did and thoroughly deserved their win. Uh, I do think that at one stage to say to one of our top flight clubs that even if you can't get a goalkeeper in, that you're going to have to play and Sam Foley was going to take the gloves. I don't think that's a, the, the right way to treat a top flight club. I don't think it's the right message to send out about our top flight football And it's something that has to be Has to be looked at going forward We thought you were in We thought you had rolled back the years You were absent <laughs> from the show on Saturday uh, Former St Mirren keeper of course We thought you uh, had had the call up um, Jim as for Celtic Again hopefully the fans will tell us Their predicted team You won 5-0 at the weekend Do yeah. you change anything? I mean Ryan Christie for instance is, is, Wasn't part of that starting yeah, I, mean, I think he did very well for Scotland The two games I think that he was one of the, the few Success stories really You know over, over those two Scotland games And I think that You know maybe just uh, Giving them a little bit of a, of a breather But you know that That's the, 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 the decision And big decisions now That uh, Neil Lennon has uh, Because he has so much quality uh, In his squad That he's got to make sure That um, he keeps them all hungry So I'll be surprised If he doesn't make a couple But I don't think It'd be too much more than that And really Just to freshen things up And keep that competition level Just to, just referring slightly back To, to the goalkeeping situation you know, I, I, I've been at the situation um, when I have had no goalkeepers um, at various clubs and we've always been told you have to play. So it's not just always the, the top clubs and the, the high-profile clubs. And I agree with Mark in terms of it, that's where the profile is. But I think it's a, that there should be a common-sense approach to any situation regarding goalkeepers. The further down the line, you can't, you don't have reserves, you don't have youths, you, know, you can't even throw in a, a kid, a 16-year-old. Sometimes you're not even allowed to sign someone in a short-term and deal so I think yeah a lot of times the, the, the you know there has to be a little bit of common sense I think in this particular case yeah the coronavirus situation but outfield players yeah but it comes to goalkeepers you know there has to be special dispensation yeah. I think well, the, all, all across the board regardless of whether it's for the coronavirus situation or just injuries because it is a pivotal singular position you know in a team game absolutely the other side of that though would be that the common sense approach is Yeah you're allowed to go and mm. sign one On emergency loan mm. And they did mm. Does that not I, I get what you're saying And Roger made a similar point last night If they couldn't And if an outfield player had to go in But, but the answer From the league I would imagine Will be Well, well we are flexible Th- There is something in place there to help you And it's called an emergency but, but loan And you can go and use it There's also restrictions in terms of You'd have to be tested And I think it was yeah. restricted to 13 clubs But again these are tough times with well, safety exactly. isn't it and, and, Well exactly And that's why there should be special mm-hmm. uh, dispensation And thankfully Hearts uh, Were keen to help out And it worked out that way But the other thing I've got to remember as well Gordon You know For games like this okay, we say, Oh it's just one game And it's only St Mirren People's livelihoods at the state. Jim knows that. Being a manager, there's eleven players there. there, there there's win bonuses. There's different things. When well, you, look, you look how tight it was last season at the bottom of the table between St Mirren and Hearts. Now yeah. let's see that. Three, you know they yeah. did have to play. So again, I go back to and Jim. I'd probably agree with Jim Goodwin's point. I know what you're saying. 
Ed Duffin don't like you always draw comparison with the old firm but would they really have said to Celtic or Rangers go and you play a league match and put one you know Scott Brown's got to get goals or, or, or Ryan Jack's got to get goals I don't think they would have to be perfectly honest. and rightly so because it shouldn't happen to any club in our game where you're told to play an outfield player Alright we do have a game on tonight though Gary is in Shettleson Gary as a Celtic fan how important is it you win this one winning Sunday and uh, winning Saturday sorry um, and, and try and put the pressure back on Rangers after they had played the games Every game is important Every game is important Gordon You know that as well as me What would you do with the team tonight Gary? Is it just a case of if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it I keep would, it? No I would like to see Tumble starting and put, uh, leaving Scott Brown out tonight I love Scott Brown don't get me wrong I love him but uh, give Tumble a, a, a game a full 90 minutes Interesting shout Jim Duffy What do you make of that? Yeah I mean again David Tumble will be Absolutely itching It's a difficult one he, You know he fought so hard To come back from injury And then he gets into A regular starting position He knows when he goes to a club The size of Celtic In the competition That he's going to have To fight for his place But he must be Absolutely itching To, to get that nod To get himself on the pitch And show what he can do um, He's a he's, you know, the, the, there is certainly, you know, if he, if he exactly sell to his team tonight, I certainly don't think it would weaken them uh, in any sh- uh, stretch of the imagination. It gives them a different dimension. Um, but, you know, you'll have to leave it a top player, and whether that be Scott Brown, whether it be Callum McGregor, or whoever, someone would have to have a, you know, uh, be sitting on the bench. Listen, the proof is always if you win. If you win and things go right, then no one questions the decision. If you don't, people might then say, oh, why did you, for instance, Gary saying Scott Brown? Why did you leave Scott Brown? It was always going to be a tough game. It's a man that was going to be competitive. It was going to be, you know, aggressive. We have to win the battle first, all these sort of things. So, listen, it depends. David uh, Tumble's a different type of player. He's a footballing mid to front, attacking midfield player. Um, so they would have to just tweak the system a little bit to fit him in. I mean, Gary, everyone expected Shane Duffy to go straight in at the weekend, play in a back three. He did. He scored as... Is this the start of what we're going to see from Celtic from now on in terms of that formation? I think Neil Lennon's looking at the Martin O'Neill era. We, we, would, we had the, the Hyundai tactics, the three at the back, five two. Uh, and I think he's looking at the kind of looking at the bigger boys now, uh, more aggressive players. Yeah, I mean he was certainly aggressive in in the opposition box, Mark. T- to do that, and this is where the, it ties in with the transfer window. James Forrest is. Perfectly capable at times Of being effective And coming in off the left um, But if he's not A right wing back As people keep telling us Then you'd have to say He's certainly not A left wing back Is is that the area then That we'll, we'll see Celtic Move in next On the left hand side Yeah I mean Is it Doughty You put Doughty yeah. Doughty you pronounce his name Emmett Charlton He appears to have a, um, Highly thought of Down there So yeah there is a vacancy To, to fill in there Neil Lennon Appears to have now Prioritised um, That if he can only get, get One more um, and but one thing about Neil Lennon, he certainly he trusts James Forrest. He gave him his first team debut. He worked with him as a, as a kid, and um, I think Forrest has been a terrific servant and still has a major role to play. But one thing, just listen to Gary there, and it seems to have been you're doing the show every night, Gordon. You'll know better than me, but there seems to be a wee sort of recurring theme coming where it's like there's a kind of almost like a bandwagon for get Scott Brown out the team. Mm. Celtic don't need Scott Brown. Leave him out. He's holding his back. He slows the play down. He's not the player. That he used to be Okay yeah he, He's you know He's still got a hell of a role An important role To play for Celtic uh-huh. Over the next uh, Ten months And any Celtic supporter Or anybody within the club That, that underestimates that I think it would oh, seriously right. Seriously backfire Scott Brown mm. Is a major player for what Celtic What do you think Gary? 
Aye, cool. Aye, close as he's a big influence in the a big influence in the Celtic team. Uh, I'd play for him every game if he was able, but this season he's going to have a rest. Have to give him a wee rest now and again. I think the boy Tumble is a is a great signing. He he can play doing a bit any that midfield role, and he'd be comfortable with that. But uh, I'd like to get my other point. If that's alright. Go make it quick. Uh, Morelos last night. Uh, I was listening to some people saying the boy Edward should be apologising or something like that, and he was asking uh, if it was on last night, did they apologise? Gordon, sorry, did he apologise after that game? Or that? Why should anybody apologise to Morelis after the, the couple of years that he's done to people? Kicked and boot, we fly kicks here, diving. Why does he need an apology of a player? Do you know what? Sometimes you get these challenges that sort of take everyone's imagination. They stir up debate, and it's great. I mean, the debate's good, good for us. It, it's now Wednesday. I'm not sure how much longer we can we can analyse Saturday's challenge. But but since Gary's asked the point, I think we had Rangers fans on last night, um, angry that Ryan Edwards didn't seem to show any any remorse. Yeah. Let's deal with it. And I, I'm not sure we can do too much more on that as the week progresses. But answer the point because that's yeah, what we're here I, for. I, yeah, I think I just think in the in the. Where we are today in the game, it's generally accepted. I think that if someone does something unintentional, and that seems to be the case, that uh, you know that, whether it, there's, listen, there's only one guy would know if he meant to follow through the way he did, and that's the boy Ryan Edwards himself. Um, as the guys were speaking last night in the program, there was no reaction from the players. I must admit, when I seen it first time, I didn't think it was too much in it. It's only you see it in slow motion, different angles, etc. And you look at it from 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 a different perspective. But you know, listen, if he if he felt it was unintentional uh, you know he's, he's within his rights to, to then say okay listen you know I didn't realise that was that was such a bad challenge or it looked a bad challenge but listen the most important thing from Rangers is that Alfredo Morales is fit to be available mm. tomorrow night so it looked severe but it obviously wasn't as severe as first thought and I think that's the most important thing Thank you Gary and Shettleson we've got a lot of exciting football coming up so let's try and turn our attentions forward Ian is a St Mirren fan on the line he's got some interesting thoughts mm. On the goalkeeping situation And what should happen tonight We're going to speak to Ian next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Here with me Gordon Duncan Just over an hour away from kickoff in Paisley St Mirren against Celtic uh, Lots of discussion going into this match About whether St Mirren should have had to play without the recognised keeper at the weekend and would this have happened if it was Celtic or Rangers and all the rest of it let's bring in Ian who is a St Mirren fan from Paisley Hi Ian How are you doing? Not too bad Ian, are you well? Hey, not bad though. I've Good. just had to turn my fish there it was starting to burn you oh, know, so. worse Don't let us keep you, you. Know, I've been hanging on for ages Anyway, do you, want to, do you want to hear my interesting thoughts as you said? Absolutely before it because it's the first time M has ever said my thoughts would be interesting. <laughs> anyway, again, it's just about the, the goalkeeper uh, situation. It's been it's been going on and on. And to be honest with you, you know it is what it is. But I listened to Super Score door, uh, Scoreboard on Saturday, and I, sh- I think you particularly kept on about the Hearts goalkeeper is a proper goalkeeper. So you know it's fair to play the game because we've got a proper goalkeeper. Now my my issue with this is that. When you the, the goalkeeper is such a specialised position, um, so bringing in someone like the Hearts goalkeeper has got no conception of how to how we would deal with corners, set pieces, and he's got no relationship with the back four. So I actually believed on that basis alone, the, the game should have been off. 
I fully accept if we had, had four or five players out with COVID, outfield players, the game goes ahead because you can you can replace these. But the goalkeeper is a different matter altogether. And the, the final thing I'd say about that is the potential for humiliation um, bringing in the guy, the goalkeeper, and even for the team was there, you know, because of the, the, the situation. And I felt that uh, was another thing that was unfair on the goalkeeper and on the player. And finally, uh, tonight, anything could happen, you know, because Celtic have a funnel front uh, attacking force and things like that. And I will not, if it, if it goes badly, I will not blame the goalkeeper or the team. Thank you very much. How's that? Well, the only thing I agree with you, and I have to admonish you, is the last part you said that uh, you wouldn't blame the goalkeeper if Celtic, um, you know, turn up tonight at their very best. Because, listen, you could have signed a normal goalkeeper out with take the COVID situation away on a Friday night, and it's happened several times with several clubs over the year to sign a goalkeeper and they pitch them straight in, same as you would would a player agree that it is a specialised position. But it happens, and and they, you know, you, they get to it. Also, Bob is is an experienced goalkeeper, so he's not a novice, he's not a naive or a young goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, he was pitched in at the last minute, but listen, regarding set pieces and you know maybe the organisational sort of side of things. Yeah, I mean, it takes a little bit of a tweak, but that that could have happened if it had signed a goalkeeper a couple of weeks ago. So, no, I, I I must admit, I don't agree with that. As I said, you know, we can we can argue with the rights and wrongs or whether it should be, uh, you know, should have been the situation would allowed it to happen the way it did. But nevertheless, it man managed to get an experienced goalkeeper in hmm. under the rules. Um, you know, so for me, it was the it, it, you know it, it was the best that could have happened. I think that. Some of the some of the the stuff that's been in the 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 media since then, from um, the club, has deflected away from a very poor performance against Hibs. I think that there's been hardly any mention of the fact that the team totally underperformed and were well beaten by Hibs. And I think that that is really what um, Jim has to focus on now, and rather than look back at a situation which is. He has to move on from that. Just to combine, sort of, you know, um, Ian's point and something on Twitter, Mark. Just a boy says, you know, on the subject of this wouldn't happen to Celtic or Rangers. He says Jim Goodwin was at Celtic when they had an emergency loan e goalkeeper to face Rangers in Tony Warner. And no, nothing compares to coronavirus times because we've we've never been here before. Um, but yeah, he was I, an emergency goalkeeper. I remember, to, I think if memory serves me correctly, Tony Warner in played Rangers for Celtic when Celtic beat Rangers five one. Yeah, doctor. Joseph Inglis against uh, Dick Advocates team so that would have been um, 99 November October yeah. November 99 Louis Bonavchik Johan Mialbi's debut something like that anyway um, I, I can't remember the exact circumstances I think of it was the Tony it, it was in the, the, it was in the week leading up to I think yeah. in an emergency loan yeah. um, so yeah with that but what, what has that got to do with St Martin uh, just that, nation, that, that notion that it wouldn't happen to Celtic or Rangers and a game wouldn't have to go ahead I think that's the sort of loose comparison people are drawn well I, I can't Remember the exact circumstances, but in the the build up to to the game, I don't remember um, the the SPL as it would have been at that time, or the SFA saying to uh, Joseph Englosh, "No, uh, um, you might have to play with Tom Boyd or, or, or mm. Simon Donnelly in goals." So I, I don't really think it's a relevant point. On you go, Ian. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, as the last person said, it's nothing to do with Rangers and Celtic, but and and uh, with, with respect, you know, I do disagree with Jim because St. Martin didn't play well. We haven't been playing well uh, for a while. We were flipping hopeless. But with the referee we had again, 
you know, a blatant penalty missing the third goal went in off the arm. But that's that's neither here nor there. We did not deserve to get anything out of that game. But I would still say, I don't agree with, uh, um, I'm not an ex-professional player, but I cannot understand how goalkeepers, goalkeeping coaches, work in set pieces, work in corners, and yet it's dismissed as easily. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, obviously the preparation wasn't ideal. You're walking no. in at midday and probably learning everybody's name. Mm-hmm. Um and by the way, I don't think in in this part of the world where we disagree on everything, you won't disagree about the the handball shout for yeah. for St Mirren yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. You couldn't, could you? Yeah. Just the two hands from Ryan. Yeah, Portis. yeah Ryan, Ryan Portis. It was an unbelievable decision. Yeah, and again, you know, I mean, these are the type of things that almost get brushed aside when it's not involving the old firm. You know, and, and and we see this time and time again, and that's the reason when. You know, there, there is incidents in an old firm match comes on here that brushes someone's arm or bounces up that happened last year with Edward and there's a fraction offside. You know, everyone goes to town on it, but when it happens to St Mum, it's like, ugh, well, no one really talks about it. It's hardly get any coverage, but it was an unbelievable decision yeah. not to get. Um, but listen, Ian's entitled to his opinion. Mine's, as, as I said, I'm not saying that it's not important. All I'm saying is that there has been plenty of occasions where a goalkeeper's been signed and last was, minute. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Barkas, you know, was it was in for a couple of days and thrown in. No, he, yeah, they left him out the, the first game, though. Game. Yeah, but I'm saying he wasn't in for a long time thrown in. So listen, it, it can happen. It's not ideal, but it's but it's not the worst can, uh, case scenario. Ian, we'll let you get back to your fish. All right. <laughs> Oh right, go on. Don't 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 blame me for that. That's the last thing we need. Right, uh, we do have the Celtic team from Paisley, no St Mirren team yet. So much discussion in the show already. At one five nil, they probably won't make any changes. How many have Celtic made, Andrew? They have made four changes for this one. It doesn't look like a change of shape, but there are some interesting changes for Celtic because Christopher Julian, Olivier Cham, Jeremy Frimpong and Albion Ayeti all drop out. In come Hatem Abdelhamid, Greg Taylor, Ryan Christie and Patrick Clamalo. So it looks as if it will be a 3-5-2 again for Celtic with Vasilis Barkas in goal. And then a back three of Hatem Abdelhamid, Shane Duffy and Christopher Iyer. Then the midfield five, James Forrest, Callum McGregor, Scott Brown, Ryan Christie and Greg Taylor with Patrick Clamalla up top with Odson Edward. The substitutes, Bain, Julian, Beton, Ayeti, Sorrow, Turnbull, Cham, Elianusi and Frimpong. And just as I'm speaking now, the St Mirren team has dropped in front of me. Not had a chance to shape it up, but Bobby Slomal continues in goal for them. It's then Tate, Shaughnessy, McCarthy, Foley, McGrath, Marias, Connolly, Fraser, Erwin and Erohon. The substitutes are Minsky, Sharon, McPherson, Dermis, McAllister, Jameson and Obika. And there is actually some other interesting news that I uh, I've just caught wind of as well is the fact that the three Hamilton, the three individuals at Hamilton who all tested positive for coronavirus the other day have since been screened by the NHS and those tests have come back negative. There we go. It's always developing this story. We'll look at that uh, very soon. Let's react to the team news first, though. Four changes for Celtic, Jim. Mm-hmm. Is this Neil Lennon acknowledging that these guys play a lot of football and he just, he just wants to rotate things? Or actually, despite winning 5-0, is it a sign that he thought Ross County had more chances than he would have liked? Because he did he did kind of reference it a little bit in, in his post-match comments. Yeah, well, they, they did have a few chances. Obviously, they would work twice, uh, but Celtic, uh, you know, to win 5 nothing away from home, I mean, you... You'd have to be looking at perfection if you if you're really you know changing four players because yeah. of that. So I think that uh, you know I, no I just think he's got a huge squad and he wants to keep everybody as I said fresh and as I mentioned competitive, make them all feel part of it. For instance, you know we spoke a few weeks ago in the European game we played with no natural striker. Klamala comes on the weekends, 
missed an absolute set but scored a, a goal pitched him in tonight for a start so again he's thrown down the gauntlet one or two and saying okay there is real competition for places here and and you know again as I said I think that if you look at the team it's still a very strong team from Celtic's point of view um, and again we, we, we reiterate the fact is <laughs> it just shows how strong mm-hmm. they have uh, in, in that depth of squad and if they want it's now that's where the, the bonus of the five substitutions comes in Gordon when you've got a strong squ- squad and such a strong Bench, you can you can afford to take a, a couple of gambles if you want to call it in your starting lineup. Uh, let's bring in Mark and Rock Hill and see what he makes of that team tonight, Mark. I know you were you were on the line when Andrew brought us the team. Are you happy with that? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I don't see any problem with any of the players we've got in our squad. Um, to be honest, that yeah, Taylor will come in and do a job. Uh, he's still a young boy, got a lot to learn, but at the same time, he's a good player. So. Yeah, Christy was one of the best players in Scotland. Nothing to worry about, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you are obviously right. These are all guys who've played a lot of football, apart from from Patrick Lamalla. Any surprise at all, Mark, that there are so many changes after a convincing win at the weekend? No, not particularly. I think Clamalla's had a wee bit of a hard time of it. Um, I think he's had a wee bit of a stick that he probably unduly deserved, to be honest, because he's not had enough time on the pitch. So now we've got a chance to let's see what the boy can do. Yeah, there is a so chance, Mark. So much said about his absence, wasn't there, in the, the European game? He went away. I think he scored for Poland under 21s. Mm-hmm. It got a bit of action at the weekend as well there. So it's a chance for him because I'm not sure, and no disrespect to him, but I, I don't think anyone believes that he's Odson Edwards' partner in the 3 5 2. I feel like everyone expects it to be a Yeti and maybe even somewhere down the line, Lee Griffiths. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be banking on um, Lee Griffiths. I, I just don't think he can. Uh, unfortunately you can rely on him at the moment for different circumstances I think you have to sort of rule him out and if he happens to become a part of the squad properly then it, then it's a bonus in terms of Kamala if if, if Edward happens to be sold before October the 5th do, do people think that Klimala's, you know a ready made replacement knows it means Celtic would have what to do and they'd need to go and buy another uh, top class uh, striker but the one thing about Klimala as Jim highlighted it five minutes ago there he missed an absolute sitter but he didn't go into his shell he was back again five minutes later in a similar position just to, to slam the ball home so he does seem to get himself into good positions he peels off his markers creates a bit of space it's just getting that 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 finishing um, and because he has been sort of gifted some really easy chances and not been able to take them I mean I think like any player though Mark he needs confidence and yeah. confidence only comes from from getting the nod from the manager, getting a regular turn. It's very, very difficult. And, you know, Gordon mentioned there, he's going for under 21, so it shows you how he's still young. Mm-hmm. Keep keep saying all these things, that, you know, a young player coming from abroad, coming to this country, you know, has is, is been already spoken about by, by Neil Lennon in the summer, stayed stayed back when people went home, tried to improve his English, trying to, get, you know, change his physique a little bit. He's trying everything he possibly can, the boy. So I think that what he needs is game time. And because of... You know, normally Celtic play with a one striker, but the fact that they've now seem to have reverted to the three at the back and, and two strikers, just arithmetically, it gives them a better chance. You know, what I mean, to to get in the team. Um, so, you know, if if he can if he can do himself justice tonight, then again, a jetty. I mean, you you how can you you know you leave him at three goals and three appearances. So, you know, they've, they, again, they've, they've got strikers on for him, but uh, you know, he want he wants to be one of those ones where the manager trusts and the only way he can do that I think is by building his confidence and getting in a bit more regular time on the pitch so yeah be interesting to see again how he does tonight What else is on your mind Mark? Yeah it was, uh, the first the point I was going to call it was with Scott Brown I mean in big general notice uh, if you, all the players through the years he's dealt with it and played with 
You know who who's the best player in your team who wants something done. He drives the team through. He's not always the best player, but he's the leader. And we go to Ibrox, forget about the 27th, or 17th, sorry, 17th of October, forget about Parkhead, we'll sort that out when we get there. The first player at Ibrox you want in that fight field is Scott Brown. All right, sometimes we slow down a wee bit, but it's not him, it's the way the team are playing. If we get, we're just in, the, we're in we've lost a hard game in Europe, and everybody's sore about it, that's fair enough. But we've not even, we're only, we're only jogging just now, we've not even had stride yet, and then we'll go. And it's a wee bit unfortunate, Celtics seem to do it every year, I've played Celtics so I was five years old, and I'm a wee bit older than that now, <laughs> and all the best players always come to fruit, and, and it all comes, and it's not, we're just about to start the new formation, let's get them, and I hope, I hope upon hope that Lee Griffith pulls his socks up, because I don't want to let him go, there's too many goals in that boy, but at the same time, he's, uh, Scotland miss him as well, the, the whole country misses him, he needs to pull his socks up. Yeah, I mean, regarding Scott Brown, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you listen to the programme, I mean, I mean I've stood up for Scott Brown many, many times, um, you know, in terms of his influence, uh, you know, his drive. I mean, obviously, I, I remember, you know, even over a couple of years ago, um, the reserves used to play at Kaplow when I was a manager at Morton, and Scott Brown would be on the bench um, there with, with the likes of uh, John Kennedy and, and guys. He, he just, he was, he, he was such a... Enthusiast in, in terms, you could hear him, you could see him grow. But talking to the young players, some of these young players are now in the team, um, you know, and uh, you know, likes of Mikey Johnson, these kind of guys when 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 he gets back for, but but he's such an important player, and the captain is always the most gifted player. I mean, Jordan Henderson won the Player of the Year in Liverpool. He's not the most gifted player by any stretch of imagination at Liverpool, but he's one of the most influential players, and these are the type of guys that you rely on. And if you look through. History, you know, the great captains, you know, whether it's Celtic at Billy McNeil or John Gregg at Rangers and so on, I mean, Willie Miller, I mean, they're, they're never the most technically gifted players or the, the you know, the, 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 the players that catch the eye, but they're the guys that are so integral to what the club means. They know when other players come in, they're the guys that instill, listen, this is what it means to be a Celtic player, this is what it means to be a, a top player and the demands on it and the expectations. And as I said, you, you cannot um, you know, underestimate how important a player he is, uh, and will continue to be. I still think he's got a couple of years left in him. Yeah, he might, he might eventually start to ease off in terms of game time. But at the moment, I still think there's plenty of game time left in Scott Brown. All right, thank you very much to Mark in Rockhill. Enjoy the game tonight, Mark. It's 0141-951-1025 It's an ideal time to call. We do have that breaking news uh, with regards to those three Hamilton players who did test positive for coronavirus. But they've now returned negative results after second tests. It really does go on and on, the confusion. Um, and Ryan Jack has been added to Rangers' injury list, as I'm sure you saw at the weekend. Stephen Gerrard, though, has spoken about it. We're going to hear from him next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just under an hour to kick off in Paisley between St Mirren and Celtic. We just gave you the team news, four changes for... Celtic um, Keep the reaction Coming into those We do have breaking news With regards to The COVID-19 tests At Hamilton Ackies Three players who had Tested positive Have now returned Negative results uh, On the retest So you can let us know What you think of that as well Let's hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard Ryan Jack's the latest Rangers player to face A fairly lengthy period Out injured um, It was confirmed Remember Joe Aribo Out for a good spell Jack now facing About four weeks 
uh, after limping off against Dundee United on Saturday. Jacko will be missing for a few weeks at least. Um, I think with Jacko we have to just t- basically take it day by day, but we have had confirmation that he's got a calf problem, um, so he'll certainly be missing in the short term. It's difficult to put on whether it'll be two, three, two, three, four weeks um, at the moment, um, but he'll certainly uh, miss a couple of weeks. Um, Brandon Barker as well, uh, similar in terms of his scan, obviously a different muscle in the hamstring, but uh, he'll be missing in the short term as well. John is in canvas line. John, we obviously don't know exactly how long it is going to be, but how how much of a blow is that for you? Uh, yeah, uh, evening panel. Uh, that's what I was phoning up for a few. If Jack is out for a few weeks, we are he been out for uh, four to six weeks? Uh, he mentioned the other day, uh, Stephen Gerrard. I feel as if maybe we're uh, Rangers are a wee bit light now and uh, midfielders. Obviously, we're letting. McQuarrie go and uh, to go and loan to Hibs and Aberdeen respectively. I feel as if hopefully that doesn't come back and bite us. We, since I'm looking really, really short numbers in midfield, we recover for, I mean, we started the season, looked to the bench, looked like a strong bench, but we, these two players are probably first in the first 11 every week now. When fit, I feel as if we might be a wee bit short. I know we've started the season well, but we've got a lot of. Mm-hmm. Big games come up, obviously the game tomorrow night, uh, then our next couple of games are away against uh, Murrowell and Hibs, so really two, uh, two tough places to go, Easter Road and Fur Park, even without fans, in the last couple of years against Murrowell, which I'm, I'm not calling Murrowell a dirty team, but there's, there's been a lot of tasty tackles in the, the games as well, so hopefully they're not, not too short, I know we've been looking at the guy, uh, uh, Preston, Hopefully we can get him in, but he's another kind of attacking midfielder. Yeah. I feel as if we might be quite sure. We've got Kamara and Davis. Davis has started the season well, but I don't expect him to play every week mm. at his age, but you never know. Yeah, the panel yeah on, on you go, Jim. There's quite a lot to, to take in um, and some good points made. What, what would how, how big a blow is it? I don't know if you go and sign someone because Ryan Jack's out for, say, three, four weeks, but it is an area of the pitch that Stephen Gerrard's looking at. Yeah, but he's been such a, an important player for them, you know, since um, Stephen Gerrard came in. He's been one of the most consistent players. He does seem to pick up a few strains, and, and I think they've got to look at that longer term because you can't keep kind of breaking down. It, it does make the team a little bit disjointed at times, you know, and you're never quite sure. Um, so he maybe have a little issues that they've got to address in terms of the training programs and stuff like that. But you know, I, I think for Rangers, rather than go and get maybe somebody in loan or, or you know, a temporary signing, if you want to call it that, a short term, I think, again, you've got to get looking at guys like Lewis Ferguson or Aberdeen and going and spending a couple of million pounds if that's what it takes because you've got him for the next five-plus years mm-hmm. easy. You know, and he's a player that will develop. He's a player that can play as that defensive-minded midfield player, but he's also get the potential to go and move forward again even if Ryan Jack comes in as John was saying there if, Steve, if Stephen Davis is not playing all the time and he, and he gives you different options he's tall he's physical he's athletic um, he's got he's got a lot of attributes that uh, I think that a club like Rangers you know could develop and again as I said no I'm not listening to Aberdeen of course won't want to sell him uh, but you know when when the McCrory thing went in it might it might have been something that was it was muted or discussed who knows so for me it was sort of be a player like that 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 you know you're not you're not it's not short term you're looking at the next four or five years who's going to mm. really develop into a top class player and mark such as the way of the world where we come from four weeks out mm. means oh, how many weeks away is the old firm game and it's four game. it's four and a half yeah. so that's the 
that's that's the reality facing Ryan Jack at the moment and, and maybe others and I'm sure that will be in the backs of the the minds yeah I mean that, that that's the the obvious target that comes to mind but but as John's quite rightly pointed out and I say the early in the program there's no easy away games particularly Easter Road and Fur Park two of the hardest places you can go to uh, in our Premiership so it's a real test for, for Rangers coming up I think that they're okay just now providing they don't get any more in fact they're more than okay Steve Davis is Northern Ireland's mm. most capped uh, player um, Scott Arfield looked Scott Arfield sharp looked when, terrific he came on, when he came on and I have to say I've not spoken about Rangers tonight but just watching the, the highlights on, on uh, sports scene Saturday or Sunday I thought Rangers performance was again just going by the highlights um, the best I've possibly seen under Steven Gerrard in a domestic game in terms of just their, their, their movement their pace uh, their chances the kind of goals that, that, that they scored as well Arfield brilliant coming off the bench you've got Kamara to, to come back involved too so I think they're okay but interestingly for me was the comments of Steven Gerrard and, and you know Jim will know too for a, for a manager he didn't hold back in terms of leaving a bit on the people upstairs As in mm-hmm. You need to go and get me player It wasn't like We're looking at one or two It was like We need players mm-hmm. We need now So this sounds like Something that's been on For me on Stephen Jenner's mind For a while And this is just For him you know Looking to, to speed up The process But he certainly Threw down the gauntlet To the people in charge Of the club To go and get him Bodies in the door What about the more Attacking midfielders John Or maybe the, the wide guys If you like Because Ryan Kent's an absolute Stick on is is there a backup to Ryan Kent? You know who who takes his position if if he can't play. Um, Brandon Barker's now injured as well. Jordan Jones obviously well down the pecking order. Jamie Murphy out to the biggest uh, to him's one. And we Joe Rebo. Joe Rebo's going to be yeah. out for a couple of months. You know what I mean? So that's a huge blow as mm. well. If you take him and Ryan Jack, that's two pretty much automatic starters in that midfield. So to me again, you know if you lose two of your top players, yeah. it's got to weaken your side. It doesn't matter how strong mm. your squad is, it's got to weaken them. What do you think, John? Is that is that a cause for, for concern? Concern seems like a strange word because Rangers are obviously performed pretty well domestically at the moment, very well in fact. Um, but you know, just that those contingency plans, is that something they may be looking at? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just for letting the McCorry and the docket to go, I just, at the time I thought, I was leaving us a bit short then we got so many injuries the last couple of weeks and uh, we probably need one or two players that I would, as you say, it's not the point just saying somebody to, Beef the squad up. There's got to be somebody that's going to like uh, challenge to get into there. Mm-hmm. They're loving the boy at Preston does look like a good player, but depends on if, depends on what they're wanting from him. If he can sign on a pre-contract in January, so it might come to some understanding. And uh, Jones, he might get a chance back in if we are really, really we can look short now. Uh, attacking wise, obviously Hadji can kind of play in the left or right, but obviously Kent's the first name one there. Yeah. A team sheet a wee bit. What happens if he picks up an injury? Then they start they start worrying. But that's just that's what happens in football. You get injuries to your your players, and more often than not, it seems to be it could be your best players. And the thing with Jack, it does worry me. The last couple of years, he seems to pick up a lot of injuries, and it seems to keep it's like he keep it gets going, and then he gets an injury, gets going, and then he gets injured. And maybe as I say, the medical team need to maybe look at that, and maybe they're bringing him back to us too quick so if he has to be up for a few weeks and he comes back and he doesn't break them again I'd rather that than rushing him back I think there is a there is a seems or there seems to be a recurring calf problem. The thing is, the the gaps between them are quite big though, which yeah. would suggest that Rush, you don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm not, not an expert, but 
he doesn't seem to be breaking down straight away if that makes sense Jimmy gets a, a decent run and then it's the, the calf sometimes comes I mean listen I mean the, he didn't play uh, you know the Scotland game so, so therefore you know the he, you know when they're going to be with international duty then obviously the second one you know the second one he, d- he had a break there so it's not as if he's played those kind of games and, and then came back in uh, but listen, you know they, they do. They've got you know sports scientists, the physio department, the medical department are, are terrific at Rangers. So they'll, they'll analyse every part of that muscle. You might just be a bit unlucky. Uh, Colin McNeil had a tweet ready from him. He was wanting to to get answered about Daniel Johnson and Lewis Ferguson, and I think we've somehow answered it without even reading the tweet. So there we go. Hopefully that does you, Colin. It's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is beat the pundit time, 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need to come on here, show Mark and Jim who's boss, and win yourself a signed ball. The lines do close at 7 though, so be quick, beat the pundits next. Let's hear from you. Tackle the headlines, 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Weary and Jim Duffy here with me Gordon Duncan as we build up to kick off in Paisley St Mirren against Celtic still plenty of time to get your pre-match thoughts in you've heard the team news so what do you think is it the, the right decision the wrong decision who would you have played what about the shadow that's hanging over the game New, um, Jim Goodwin's complaints about what's happened to St Mirren in previous days we've had an update from Hamilton Ackies Three players who tested positive for coronavirus have now returned negative tests. So we wait to find out uh, what the next step is on that one. And Rangers are away in European action. We're going to start turning our attentions to those qualifiers after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time Here's one for you on Twitter For the second hour of the show I mean you can phone in about it if you want I just feel like it probably uh, lives on Twitter this one So tweet us at Clyde SSB I've got a bit of a challenge for you After Anthony Stokes left Livingston 22 days And zero appearances after signing I'm asking you to dig deep into the memory bank Give us your best examples of players who came and went Without making their mark The more obscure the better The, the fewer appearances the better Give us the details that go along with it After Anthony Stokes left Livingston without playing Who are your best examples of players who came and went Without making their mark Just a bit of fun for the second hour Let's play Beat the Pundit though Nathan is in Cranhill How's it going Nathan? How you doing mate alright? Not too bad at all Nathan as a Celtic fan If I made you choose between three points on the board tonight Or a victory at Beat the Pundit <laughs> What would you go for? I don't believe it for a second Neil Lennon will forgive you It's a long season This could be your one and only chance on beat the pundit I'll toss the coin Heads it will be Mark Tails it'll be Jim And it is Tails Jim Duffy Up against Nathan From Cranhill So I'm going to give Jim Something else to listen to Yep he's giving me the thumbs up I can even hear the music That he's now listening to uh, Nathan I know you've never played before So here's the deal 30 seconds on the clock Just answer as many right as you can And if you don't know it Pass quickly And I'll move on to the next one Alright Good man, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now What national team does Leon Balogun play for? Uh, Who won more Scotland caps, Sean Maloney or Alan McGregor? Sean Maloney Who won the 1999 Champions League? Juventus Who left Celtic for Spartak Moscow in 2010? Which Scottish side play their home games at Balmour? Uh, Pass Who's the Wolves manager? 
Santos in it Which club does Ash Taylor play for? Aberdeen Okay, okay uh, Let's bring Jim Duffy back Jim, can you hear us? Yep Great, same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now What national team does Leon Balogun play for? Belgium Who won more Scotland caps? Sean Maloney or Alan McGregor? Alan McGregor Who won the 1999 Champions League? Uh, Manchester United Who left Celtic for Spartak Moscow in 2010? Is it Aidan McGeady? Which Scottish side play their home games at Balmour? Uh, Peterhead Who is the Wolves manager? Nuno Spiritus uh, uh, Oh no I can't remember his name. In, it's, Which club does Ash Taylor play for? Aberdeen Who won Euro 2008? Oh Portugal Portugal Okay. Uh, good job, but that was wrong, Nathan. Because there you go, you shouted out as well. You no. were both wrong. Let's <laughs> let's find out. Uh, what what national team does Leon Balogun play for? It's Nigeria. None of you got no. it. Who won more Scotland caps? Sean Maloney or Alan McGregor? McGregor forty two, Maloney forty seven. Uh, so one nil to Nathan Ooh. in Cranhill. But Duffy equalises straight away. The ninety nine Champions League was Man United. It was that famous, yeah, famous yeah. Uh, Man Only, United one. Solskjaer has done it. Yes. So one all. Uh, who left Celtic for Spartak Moscow? Aidan McGeady two all. Which Scottish side play their home games at Balmour? It is Peter Head. Uh, did Nathan get that one? No, I don't oh, think I so. Go oh, look, great honesty. I, I just couldn't nice. remember. Honestly, uh, so Jim Duffy moves one in front. Who is the Wolves manager? You you mm. both gave it a good go, and and you both kind of made a bit of a mess of it. So I either give it to you both, or a, or, a, or none of you are getting it. Yeah, you can you can both have it. So Jim Duffy still leads by one. Uh, which club does Ash Taylor play for? It is Aberdeen. You both knew that. Um, Euro 2008 was Spain So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 for Jim Duffy And only a 4 Nathan and Cranhill It was a decent effort you just fallen a bit short Hard lines Right, not the worst Nathan oh, You were a bit unlucky mate You're lucky that time mate Mine was a couple of guesses Believe me I like that That sort of You ever walk into the dressing room After a game Jim And look at your team and say Wasn't he the worst that, that, uh, What yeah, sounds that for a post-match yeah, analysis I've done that And I've also walked in and said That game would mean my bleed but anyway, there go. telling us which game it was. <laughs> oh, there's been a few. There's been a few. There's been a few aye. Nathan, good man. Hopefully, we'll speak to you soon. That was Nathan in Cranhill. 01419511025 and at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Still lots to get through. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard looking ahead to tomorrow's game against Lincoln Redimps. Motherwell and Aberdeen are in action as well. Um, but just for a bit of fun on Twitter, after Anthony Stokes left Livingston, it was 22 days ago that he signed. He didn't manage an appearance. Stories yesterday that it was because of the AstroTurf um, and he's now gone. He's no longer a Livingston player. So I'm wondering what your best examples are of players who came and went without making their mark. Like I say, the more obscure, the better. The fewer appearances, the better. If you can find ones who made none or one, don't give me guys who played 15 times but just weren't very good. We're looking for the, the ones that you'll have forgotten about. Um... Matthew Breckenridge has been in touch um, He's gone for And this is obscure Do you remember when Willow Flood Moved to yeah. Bali To play oh, Yeah to he play did And he came back to and Was it not Dunfermline Dunfermline Or was it the other way around Was I it Dunfermline Dunfermline Then he didn't play And then he went to Bali yeah. I think that was mm, anyway. sure. I think Yeah you're right Dunfermline then yeah. Bali um, I think he, he was A week Eight days yeah. at Dunfermline I mean I know people think That our football's a bit of a backwater at times um, Unfairly of course But I'm not sure the, I'm not sure what the, the Bali league Looks like I mean I've w- been w- it Would you care? It's a nice holiday destination <laughs> Would you really care um, What the standard I, I of football know, is? I don't know about playing your football there <laughs> it's, a, it's a good shout um, Right Mikey's got one for you Mark I must admit I 
I cannot remember this name And I used to do a lot of Reporting at Rangers games And stuff around this time He's gone for Ma- Magic Gostomsky Made one appearance Oh was he a goalkeeper in fact I think Gostomsky. he was a goalkeeper Doesn't ring a bell what year are we talking about? 2016 he says January I think he was a goalkeeper Yeah That's you know what, it's, uh, it's coming. Matt Warburton's era uh, It's, it's coming, it's doesn't coming back to me Gresda couldn't have been far away could he? <laughs> he was near very long Gresda yeah. Sideshow Bob's gone for do we One appearance against Clyde Hooked yeah. at half time Never seen yeah. again um, Alan Lappin's taking you back here He says Fernando de Ornelas Brought in with a bit of fanfare Albeit on trial Seemingly did okay in trial matches Then disappeared for Celtic, Celtic. Yeah but Maybe Late John 90s, Barnes think, this time yeah. When about then Was he, was he Venezuelan? Who, who was the, who, who uh, was the one that uh, Soon as signed And it was It was his brother or something George like Weir's uh, he, was uh, ta- he was talking about that he, he, recently, uh, uh, George and, Weir's he, he actually He was the wrong guy And then Did Jim McLean not do something similar Walter Roja Maybe no, I don't know. Was it somebody else? So, I think I think he came some another player. Somebody might tell us. Obviously, that there was a player in the United. I'm sure he came in and it was the wrong one. It was somebody like mm-hmm. when they send you the video. In those days, you got a video and you looked at it. And you the wrong guy. He, he's not too bad. Another guy came in. The, 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 <laughs> the, the one, the one guy. I like going very quickly was uh, Ray Parler tells it in his book, mm-hmm. and it's um, Arsenal are playing somebody in a friendly or a, a, a you know a, a European qualifier or something like that, and the I'm sure it was was he. Latvian the, the guy stepped from um, Stepanov I think ended up Staying for Arsenal A central yeah. defender mm-hmm. Igor Par- Stepanov Or something yeah, was it And, yeah. and Parler's saying that, that, that you know He's playing I mean, He gets subs Or sitting on the bench And he said The boys hope One of the worst players I've ever played against He said But the boys all start Having a laugh And and, and the dugout's saying But that boy Stepanov For that number five At the back of them He's he's top drawer He's one of the best He, he could come and play In the the English Premier League He says And Arsene Wenger's Turning around Having a look Kind of looking at them Quizzically And they say No Gaffer honestly One of the best Arsene went and paid <laughs> went and said, I think he played About five games But Palace As a wind up They were doing it As a wind up And, and Arsene ended up Signing mm. him So interesting suggestion Scott Baxter says Daniel Prodan Never mm. played yeah, For Rangers yeah. Good shout Thomas has gone That was sh- a sad case So that was yeah, a shame yeah, Daniel Prodan The, the yeah. circumstances I think as soon yeah. as he left Rangers He all miraculously Get fit didn't he End up yeah. playing at top level I think Champions League I think after or T- Thomas has gone Charlie Masonda Because he had so yeah. much promise But I, I'm look, I, I'm not sure he qualifies Because he, he played yeah, a couple I, of times And he played in You know a European game I'm thinking guys who like One appearance and gone Or or, or no appearance. It shouldn't really be for injury Because obviously Yeah Who was was about to come up with Celtic From Man City Get injured in his first game Up at Dundee I think it was Arzani Arzani Yeah Can I I give you one Just to to wind him up a wee bit Can I just say that Go for it Is uh, Chick Charnley Because Chick played for Celtic In uh, I think it was Eric Cantor's testimonial Oh, it was Lou McCarry's Down at uh, Manchester And obviously anybody that knows Chick knows how big a Celtic fan is And he always, we always say he would have walked over Broken glass to play for Celtic And I always wind him up So Chick played his one and only time for Celtic In a testimonial And he was, by the way, he was a hair's breadth away from getting signed yeah. And unfortunately it didn't happen but, uh, Sorry, yeah. Lou McCarry was the manager. It was, um, yeah. it was maybe Brian Robson's test. Lou McCarry was a Celtic the, manager. The, the, yeah. the, I mean, I, I, we don't know if it's folklore, if it's genuine, but the, the, the tale is that he, he not made Cantor in the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> no one yet has said Gordon Deal at Man mm-hmm. City, incidentally, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I'm, still. Well, it's not to be fair. Still plenty to be of fair, he does. He made 
several the the, the half time draws. Oh, so that's I think I think that's yeah. probably a bit harsh. Chris has gone Jeremy Aliadier, Hugh Keevan's favourite player because oh, he just likes to pronounce it. Played in a friendly yeah. match for Celtic and never got an official appearance. No, no, no. I don't think that's right. No, no, because I remember no Gordon Strachan. Mm. Signed them because I remember that story. Um, no, I, I don't think that's factually correct. He certainly played a two. couple of times for just, just two, though. Well, mm, yeah. it was a loan deal from Arsenal. Right, okay, okay. Like I say, it's just for a bit of fun. This is after Anthony Stokes. I want to know your players who came and left without making uh, any sort of impact whatsoever. I'm not talking about guys that disappointed once they got there you know, and played a few times. I'm talking about these guys you would forget that they were even what about, at um, your club. One of Dick Advocate's last signings for Rangers. Marcus Gale Interesting He cost about a million quid He would have played a few times Did he? I, well I, Let's find maybe out Maybe just once or twice again Gordon there's been, maybe There's also been a few managers That have only been at clubs For a, for a very short mm-hmm. period of time as well So I don't uh, know what that would come out The, the, the best one I remember It was one of the quiz questions Was it Ian Monroe 24 yeah, hours well, at St. Mirren Or something yeah, like that <laughs> uh, Let's bring in Scott and Bermullock Hi Scott Alright guys um, doing, I'll get Scott? a couple of crackers for you um, Once you're in 1990s uh, when I Louis McCarry's famous signings Wayne Biggins Wayne Biggins yeah, Did he not play? Yeah, Wayne Biggins A couple of games was He played he... one game Or one two game. games And yeah. that was him um, I think he's only goal for selling A reserve game <laughs> Two days after he'd signed Supposed to be a free kick And I thought Oh yeah He looks a cracker <laughs> He's old Backside was the size Of a country mate Honestly <laughs> Probably the worst one And three Three fake uh, Neil Lennon's State first tenure Rabbi Ibrahim Rami Gershon and Pavel Brozek Two of the guys were international players And I don't think I think they had five caps between them Five, sorry, five games for Celtic between them Between them what I'm finding here is there are loads, by the way. Aye, See if you look yeah. at Twitter, there are absolutely loads. There, th- I mean, there's three Scots rhymed off from a very similar era. Mm-hmm. At Celtic, mm-hmm. you would have to say there's one as well. I always remember Amido Baldy. I mean, I think he probably did get. Yeah, he played more. Yeah, he played more. Just never. Is that the one who's going to play when like the pitches it. get bobbly? I think that <laughs> was that no one of the quotes. Yeah. When the pitches are. I'm the talking about these guys that you would genuinely forget were there, and those three would be decent. Pavel Brozek, did he? What's the, the the only thing I can remember him Did he not come off For Tony Watt When Tony Watt came on For his debut And scored twice At no Fir Krassi? Park No 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 no, no. Not Krassi yeah, you might, you might, you might At, at Fir Park He came on in his debut Scored twice mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can remember I think Ryan Christie Came on at the Hearts game in the Nah yeah yeah no, no, I'm talking semi. Tony Watt's debut no, At Fir Park Watt, way yeah. back um, uh, Scott on, what about, Bring us up to speed What about tonight's game Um. Well I'm hoping that we can go there and continue the good performance and uh, that we've done on Saturday. So it was really well in, in place, especially second half. Are you surprised he dropped in Cham? Because I thought in Cham would probably his best 45 minutes of the season so far. I thought he had a great game in the second half. Well, yeah. I thought he ran the game in the second half. Yeah, I mean, Cham's been, again, he's a terrific player. And we're never quite sure, um, Scott. Um, you know, with the, the, the you know the situation when when Neil Lennon came out a couple of weeks ago and said there was a couple of players, you know, that, mm-hmm. that maybe weren't as committed as he would have liked, uh, and the suggestion, I mean, it is only a suggestion that in Cham might have been one of those, and you can you can never tell, but certainly if uh, uh, you can't question his attitude because he went to Ross County, and he did play very very well. And uh, I think he, he is probably a wee bit unlucky Because he hasn't had a lot of game time So it's not as if he's one of these players That's right. played loads of games Like McGregor for instance And you think he needs a wee breather uh, He needs games right. well, I, was just, games. I was just going to count with Scott so he's worthy. I think you know, he's, he's been dropped That's it. I would say I don't think he has been dropped It's just mm. squad rotation You know, If you're mm. dropped it, For me that's, you've had a stinker 
and you've been left out, but he didn't. You're dropped, Matt. You think so? He's I, dropped tonight. I, 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 you feel me, dropped, do I think you're dropped no matter where uh, it's. The manager mm. comes out with uh, squad rotation. If you're a player and the manager gives you that, can me a wee minute, I want to have a word with you. And you know, here it comes. And it doesn't matter what he says to you and what reasons it is. Because you've got to make yourself undroppable. If you were that yeah, good, you, you would be. Yeah, you, know, you want to play. It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, you just, you just want to play. And the manager can give you all the best reasons in the world. And you, you might, over a period of time, can understand that a little bit. But nevertheless, in those few seconds, he's telling you, mm. you're not happy. Uh, thank you very much Scott and Bermollock Rangers are in Gibraltar Ahead of tomorrow's Europa League qualifier Against Lincoln Red Imps uh, Alfredo Morelos is Fit to play Stephen Gerrard says He's aware of Celtic's defeat there Four years ago uh, He's determined to avoid Anything similar We're here to do a job We're here to be professional um, I want the players to really show Strong mentality You know we've had two excellent runs In this competition Over the last two years uh, You have to come to places Like this in the qualifying And do a professional job um, get over the line and, and get in the next round That's what we're here for There's enough experience in my squad now to realise If we think we can just come here and turn up And, and not you know, approach it right Or show the right attitude and mentality And try and drop our standards The game will be complicated um, If we come here and continue to what we've done Since the beginning of the season Which is to show a real hunger and desire to get results um, Be defensively strong and organised And carry a threat um, I'm confident we can get the job done, but in no way, shape or form are we going to disrespect uh, the opponent because um, I've been around the game long enough. If you drop your standards or drop your guard, it can become complicated. Rangers will face Willem in the next round. They hammered Progress Niederkorn 5-0 in Luxembourg, so you know what lies in wait. When, you, when you're going to Lincoln Red Imps, a couple of years ago, Jim, I'm sure mm. you had never heard of them. Now, yeah. now we feel pretty familiar with Lincoln Red Imps, given <laughs> uh, what's going on. Rangers overwhelming favourites It is just a one-off though So you don't have the comfort blanket of, mm. of coming back home As Celtic mm. did have on that occasion We all know the story You know, AstroTurf pitch and all the rest of it Is that what makes it just a, a bit more of a banana skin? The only, the only banana skin will be mentality If Rangers have the right mentality mm. They'll win the game and they'll win it comfortably I think that was probably the problem with Celtic When they went there the, the first time under Brendan Rodgers You know, because they probably didn't show The right mentality And then, and then obviously you were, you, you're you know, your point you made there, Gordon. They had they always had the second chance, the the, the the home leg to to you know get get themselves back on track again and obviously win that comprehensively. But you know, for me, I, I think Rangers will know that. I think it is uh, you know they've obviously they've, they've had was it progress that they, they lost to mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and stuff like that. So no, I don't think there'll be any um, underestimating the opponents from Rangers. I think they'll get the job done. I think they'll get it done comfortably. I think they'll win easily by three goals. Mark Weary Yeah Rangers are you know, uh, clear favourites and, and rightly so I'm very, very very impressed with them On Saturday As good as I can remember them playing under Stephen Gerrard um, Lower level of, of opposition Albeit there'll be a bit of heat over there It's the Astro Tough pitch But it's just one of them In job done Keep another clean sheet One by two, three, uh, four goals And just as important as anything else Don't pick up uh, any injuries A wee bit more tricky for, for Aberdeen uh, and Motherwell tomorrow night But Rangers absolute certainties to go through 01419511025 Keep the calls coming We have had so, so many suggestions Of players who came And then went without leaving their mark I'm going to read out as many as I can And plenty more football points to go over as well As Mark mentions Motherwell and Aberdeen In Europa League action um, Get your Rangers fans That game kicks off at 4 o'clock I think it is tomorrow So this is yeah. your last chance uh, to tell us you know, your team lineup and all the rest of it before the game actually kicks off. 
And uh, we've got a full-time teaser next as well. It's all happening. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, it just started out as a little bit of fun, something to just bubble away in the background on Twitter and it's taken over. Twitter is... Exploding with your suggestions of people who came And then went without making any impact at all uh, This is just on the back of Anthony Stokes leaving Livy uh, Without having played Like I say, the, I'm not I'm not entertaining guys who made 10 appearances in 12 And were a bit of a letdown We're looking for these guys that you can barely remember being there That's the, that's the criteria And I have been overwhelmed by the number of them Loads of people are on um, saying Filippo Maniero Rangers These two guys yeah. are shaking their head That's that's yeah. when you know Mark People Maniero I'm trying to think Was that, um, was that but, like Pedro Cachinha's time? Le Guin? Mm, Pedro Cachinha? No 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 Before that Way before that Paul Le Guin? What? I'm saying Coiste Alan McCoiste um, Let me try and I know it's well before that Producer Dan can Back me up I think Filippo Sort of Maniero. No McLeish Alan McLeish Like a yep. scattered gun Approach yeah. to, to to transfers um, There was, there was two In fact Craig McPhee Craig McPhee says The same guy And he says it's McLeish era Who is um, it Because I, I, I remember Going to press There was a big fan fan About a young Argentinian guy Arrived at Rangers At, at the time but, but I don't think He ever played A senior game But he was kind of Built up I remember Maybe that would be Around about maybe Was that 05, 06 Nieto no It might have been We had a tweet in it for him And I've, yep. I've skipped it by it Frederic, Was it Federico Nieto? That seems to ring a bell Yeah, Argentina um, And the reason, the reason I remember it Is because a friend of mine Got his name on the back Of his ranger strip oh. <laughs> like, Never uh, Never seen again I knew that Gordon Duncan On Super Scoreboard Had ranger supporting pals yeah. um, Colin McMenamin <laughs> Says the, the Colin McMenamin the, 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 the footballer Says uh, We signed Vito Manoni On loan from Arsenal While at Gretna He trained one day And was never seen again <laughs> He's walked up to Gretna And thought Nah Nah not for can't, me Can't believe that uh, There'd be a few There'd be a few There'd be a few goalies Down the, yeah. down the line Campbell says Rod, Rodney Schneider Yes Plenty uh, of interest Due to his surname his 18 brother. minutes against yes, Aberdeen right. And released Waste of time mm. There we go I remember you were talking about Is that the uh, United? Yeah, yeah, yeah um, Emergency signings uh, Gordon I remember, And I think it was When Rangers won Nine in a row If you, if you want to check it But it, we actually did very well But we're just talking about emergency. Andy Devil Remember Duff Andy, Andy Devil came in mm. The goalkeeper And yeah. I think he might have made his debut In an old firm game At Celtic yeah, Park And See, uh, played really really well For Rangers in the, the See, nine in a row There team. we go though Nieto made six appearances mm, I, th- I think that's too many yeah, I think that get, many. Like, Scrub him off the list right, okay, Get him off fair yeah. I, I'll yep. hold my hands up to that no, I think that, he's that's... gone um, I think he's off Alright I've got a teaser For you as well You guys It's it's one of these That sounds simple But I, I get the feeling It might not be um, John has sent it in So thanks to John Fulltime At Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you like the sound of it And you think oh, I could come up with a good question That's the address Fulltime At Clyde1.com Simple question 12 clubs In the top 4 leagues in England That have town In their name Okay There's obviously a few Like Northampton down, Yep You know Fleetwood Fleetwood mm-hmm. Huddersfield mm-hmm. Chelmsford no. Um, well, there are twelve. Yeah, I know, but there'll be easier ones that just come to mind. So we've got three, three: Northampton, Fleetwood, and 
in Huddersfield It's, it's definitely one of those ones that's going to drive you mental isn't it Because you think you'll know them you're just going through leagues now and in your head I'm just making sure you've not got league tables or anything in front of you I know what Gordon no, DL would do if he was here Don't even have a phone it uh, <laughs> Right, that's fine, yeah, we'll leave that there Name 12 clubs in the top 4 leagues in England that have town in their name I'm asking a lot of you on Twitter tonight You can play along with that and keep your suggestions coming in For the guys that came and went without leaving an impact We've got a game tonight, we've got three big games tomorrow It is... Very busy I think we should st- I don't know what Callum Gallagher Would say about it But we could easily uh, stay oh, on Sorry Ipswich Till midnight tonight Yes Ipswich Okay Leave it there That's 4 of 12 Let's bring in Craig Who is a Celtic fan From New York Of all places Hi Craig Hardly It's hardly New York It's uh, Clyde Bank I lied Alright Alright similar though They're similar places aren't they <laughs> No no I'm in, I'm in New York Working so it's more glamorous than it actually is. What are you doing over there, Craig? I'm caddying at the US Open. Oh, you're that Craig. You're Craig that tweets us I'm all the that time. Craig. Yes, I yeah. thought that's why. Uh, when I just get a phone call there, caddying for from Dan was it? Who are you on the bag? Uh, Martin Keimer. Back oh, with Martin Keimer. Back with Martin. So now I remember I Craig a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, you tweeted in to say that you had Martin Keimer on the f- uh, in the car, sorry, and you had Clyde one super scoreboard on. I'm just wondering if you had to translate for him. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, it's not bad that he's he, he's telling me now that I've, I've I've given him some some Glasgowisms and uh, he's not too happy with it. So any that you can repeat um, on a family show. Nah, not not really, not really. It's too early. What is it? Is it? It's just kind of what is it? Quarter half to eight, seven, or half yeah. past seven? Yeah, don't don't get us still get an hour and a half before I can do something. Uh, should we be um, should we be feeling optimistic about Martin Keimer's chances this weekend? Then um, optimistic, yeah. I mean, he's he's obviously played well the last two weeks at the Belfry and and, uh, and Valderrama finishing third and second. Um, but this is a this is a US Open and it's. The conditions are quite brutal, so um, long golf course, tight fairways, very thick, rough, fast greens, very, you know, fast and undulating. So um, you never know. His name's on the trophy. Um, he won it back, you know, six years ago. So you never, you never know. But he's in good form. I'll, I'll let you talk about football since that's. I mean, on a personal well, level, I'm going to phone you back later and, and get more insight. But let, let's talk football. <laughs> well, football was. It was, it was the start of the show where I think you were still talking about. Um, you know, would it happen to Celtic Rangers with the St. Mun thing? And um, I was just reading that it was it was the, I guess the SPFL put the game on, but it was the government that stepped in and said they couldn't. So um, I think that does not put that to rest. Um, would it happen? I guess you've spoke about it, but I've been in and out the I've was I've been in and out the uh, the room, so I haven't really listened to the show. No, listen, that is, is very do. much on on people's minds still. Um, Mark, I, I think Craig makes a good point. That from a health perspective, you know, there was there were discussions, and there was no medical, clinical, health-related reason for that game to be off, and therefore it got given the green light. I guess what what guys like you and others are hoping for is that there's a sporting reason, and you kind of ignore the the medical or the, yeah. the, the clinical side, and you just go down the sporting route. Is that what you meant? Oh, absolutely. You know, as I highlighted, and I'll say it to to. To Craig, you know, he's not a St Byrne supporter. Craig's team Celtic, you know, if 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 Farkas and Scott Bain won the eligible and they said, oh, you know, if we don't get somebody in, Callum McGregor or or, or, or Christopher Julian's going I to have to play in dogs tomorrow, mm. you know, would, would would Craig find that acceptable for his team? And I, I would defy any supporter to what? say that would be acceptable for their team under the current circumstances. 
Mark, I, I, I agree with you. I think um, I think that the fact that the SPFL said the game was, you know, weeks ago that the game, I think it's the different circumstances of what happened with the, with the Aberdeen 8 and, and, and Ball and Dolly. I think it's totally different. Um, but I do think the game, I do think, personally think that the game should have been postponed, but the SPFL were, were letting those Celtic and Aberdeen games go and it was the government that stepped yeah. in. Oh, right, I'm sorry, I did I, 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 no, I, I, I think I've, I was kind of contradicting. It sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I agree with the fact that the game should have been postponed. Um, and I think that the, the um, that moving forward, I think I think as um, as we move forward, and you know the the COVID uh, cases are increasing, mm-hmm. I think we're we're, we're stepping into uh, some. Dodgy ground, and I think something has to be done with these games being. Put, nobody wants to see the games being postponed, but I think it's, it has to happen if if more and more players are getting tested positive. Yeah, I think that's what's muddied the waters for some people. Mark and Jim is that people have said, "Well, hold on a minute, Celtic and Aberdeen they broke the rules and, and they've had games off yet. Poor old St Mirren did everything by the rules, mm-hmm. and now they have to play without a goalkeeper." Yeah, but there is, there's one obvious distinction here: the government stepped in the last time yeah. and didn't step in this time. I, I mean, you think about it: the, the government stepped in. What was one of the games that was postponed? Tonight's game. Yeah. And St Mirren would have had Jack Alnwick and goals Now they're playing mm. with it Okay they've got a goalkeeper yeah. But he's not the goalkeeper that they want uh, Between the sticks for such an important game So there's almost like a double whammy uh, yeah. For St Mirren for, no, I get for, that but I mean to, goalie, to, to conflate know? the two yeah. and, and suggest that yeah. Because of the ball and goalie thing Or the Aberdeen thing People are now saying Oh there's no consistency here Because St Mirren have had to play But, mm. but you're not You're comparing no, apples and no, oranges I, I agree and, and one thing and, and Craig's right And I think we've said it um, too Okay so we've had cases with, with, with Aberdeen um, and Celtic Now that's been down to, to Stupidity In terms yeah, of certain bre- players in the club. But you're looking at, at Hamilton Ackies you're, you're looking at St Mirren's case mm-hmm. I think just about Every club At some stage this season Will face mm-hmm. a, a scenario Not specifically Where three goalkeepers Are ruled out But two, three, four Of their main players Are ruled out Just, just through Just through nature Just mm-hmm. through science Where they pick it up Not through stupidity Just through everyday life yeah. And it's how each individual case is, is dealt with with SPFL but again I'll go back to the point I've been saying since the season resumed we still don't have proper rules and guidelines in place what happens if something major happens in December and January and we've played 17, 18, 19 league games and we're looking at a scenario that we had in the middle of March what happens to the league? Well Motherwell can't go down I can tell you that much so, so, we'll we'll so we'll you know, we, can, we can laugh and we can we can um, try and minimise it but you know, I think to be this far into the season again, mm-hmm. and there are no guidelines put down for me, that's not acceptable, mm-hmm. and it's potentially heading for disaster. And it could be, in all seriousness, we end up back in the courts again before we know it. Craig, I want to just tap into your own experiences, if you don't mind. We've had this situation tonight. You know, the Hamilton Aki's players have previously tested positive, and all of a sudden, the three of them have now tested negative, um, and it's leaving things a little bit up in the air. How has What's professional golf like at the moment At the very top level What what's what does that bubble look like? Well it's It's, it's uh, Two different uh, So two, two weeks ago uh, You had uh, For six weeks you had the UK swing Which uh, the European Tour introduced this uh, Biosecure bubble Which Martin and I were in at the Belfry And once we, we drove down And got there on a Monday night and we were in there for um, uh, for six nights. 
And then, can you still hear me? Yeah, I got you. Oh, sorry, sorry, the line sounded dead. So, the European Tour had this biosecure bubble. Um, once you were in, that was you, you were locked in. And you couldn't leave until you'd either missed the cut on the Friday or you or, or the Sunday night and you were travelling elsewhere. Over here in America, um, you are pretty much left to your own device. Um, flying out here to New York, I had to get a test. I had to submit a test before I travelled. Submit another test 24 hours after I had landed or within the 24 hours. And so I got here on Thursday, submitted a test that Thursday afternoon. And then on Sunday to get into the golf course and the hotel, I had to submit another test. So I've been tested three times. Uh, I was tested three times in the past seven days. Um, but you're left to your own device here in the US. You can go out. Um, but on the European tour, it was very, very strict. Um, and I know that speaking to a few people that were working in the tennis, the US Open, they were strict as well. They had a biosecure bubble. So it's different. It really is a, 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 a totally different mm. scenarios. Uh, everywhere, the tennis, the golf, and I know that footballers are getting tested. What are they getting tested every forty-eight to seventy-two hours? Twice a week so up here. It's just, was it twice? Yeah. Right. So it's it's just right now. Um, I'm back at the hotel room. So we played the practice round this morning. I drove back to the hotel, uh, and I can pretty much do whatever I want right now. Um, but hotels here. I was in New York over the weekend. Hotels. Uh are not busy, restaurants are closed, you can sit outside, and even we're just a little bit further north uh, from the city, about 30 miles north of New York City, and it's still the same, you know, where you can probably eat outdoors, but um, eating indoors, you know, there's there's definitely that yeah. two-metre guideline as well, so um, it is pretty strict um, to get into the golf course in the morning, you've got to get your temperature taken, um, but that's pretty much it, so I won't submit another test until... Um, I'll get a test probably just before I go home to make sure I'm okay to travel and then once I get home I'll submit another test and I'm home for five days before going to the, the Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club so, oh, Craig well, we'll wish you well this weekend we'll, we'll let you go and prepare for the weekend I'm sure it'll be a busy one I think we've been, we, we can look for something to get behind this weekend surely yeah. we've now adopted yeah. Martin Keimer for this weekend yeah. Yeah. Why not? Craig all yeah. the best we're looking for him Thanks very much guys Good luck Cheers, Craig. Good, luck. Good man That was Craig who called us To talk about football And he just so happens To be caddying for Martin Keimer mm-hmm. At the US Open So I think that's a good enough Excuse for us to adopt Martin Keimer this weekend yeah. I think isn't it Yeah, yeah. Why not Why not Right. Thank you to Craig 0141951 Any more in the teaser 12 clubs In no, the, the top four in England With Town Did you say Cheltenham I said Cheltenham No I said Chelmsford I think oh, yeah. I better say Cheltenham Cheltenham was the next one Cheltenham Town Luton Yep And one thing Left field Manages to sneak in there In the summer Harrogate ah, I was hoping you would forget that one Well done One, two, three, four, five to get We'll get them next And we're going to hear uh, From the Motherwell And Aberdeen camps And obviously Kick off in Paisley as well Lots happening Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Game underway in Paisley Between St Mirren And Celtic I'll take a pre-match prediction From you both Just so I can throw it back In your face next week When it goes wrong uh, I'm 2-0 Celtic 3-0 Celtic Okay No faith in the Saints um, So just kicking off In that one We'll keep you up to speed On anything that happens In the opening stages Then of course A full reaction On tomorrow night's show From 6 Just a reminder of the lineups. Bobby's Lamal continues in goal for St Mirren. Uh, looks like a back four of Marcus Fraser, um, Connor McCarthy, Joe Shaughnessy, and Richard Tate. Midfield: McGrath, Foley, Erahon, 
and Connolly with Erwin and Marias up top for Celtic Barkas and goal um, a back three of El Hamed Duffy and Ayer wing backs Taylor and Forrest McGregor Brown and Christie in midfield with Clamalla alongside Edward up top so there we go like I say we'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens in the early stages and then of course we'll look back on it all tomorrow this is up there with the Best Twitter response we've had I think Soon asked about This is inspired by Anthony Stokes We're looking for guys who came And then went Without Making an appearance Or without Leaving their mark at all I'm not interested in guys that flopped After 10 or 12 I want these bizarre ones That you will not even Remember Scott Devine says Moses Ashikodi Played once for Rangers at Parkhead Never seen again Oh and then that does ring a bell Yeah I remember it as well Um Oh here's one as well I remember being at this guy's Press conference when he signed That's the only reason I remember Holmberg for Johnson Aye For Johnson Yeah I remember Celtic striker striker Yeah Yeah. Um, Was was that the big tall Yeah I don't think he ever played Yeah 6'5 or something Never played Um, Graham R's got a What a list he's got He's gone for Luigi Riccio One one appearance for Rangers I think He's gone Mm. for Um, Was that him that signed In the same day as Reno Gattuso No yeah, the time frame looks right. It might, it might well have the been summer of '97, I think. Yeah, Walter yeah, it might well have been. And more recently, he says Umar Sadiq. Yeah, for his, yeah, played a few played, games, though, didn't he? Played, played the, the League Cup semi final against yeah, Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. Graham seems to think that was his only appearance. Um, Maybe his only start. Mm, I think sure. he came yeah. off the bench a couple of times. Darren Cheney, Aaron Niguez. Niguez, yeah. Rangers as well. Yeah, yeah. some brilliant Remember suggestions, him. honestly. Great suggestions You don't, you don't realise How many players Get signed for clubs though You know And particularly the big clubs Because they obviously Fill their squads a lot yeah. And you know You say they make the odd appearance And then n- Never see them again um, uh, Four appearances for Sadiq I'm, I'm yeah. cutting it off at two I think I think that'll be the cut off um, The infamous Oh We've got a goal in Paisley And it's for St Mirren It was a corner kick it Went all the way across To the back post Possibly Lee Erwin Who got the, the final touch It was bundled in At the back post It won't matter to Jim Goodwin His St Mirren side Are in front St Mirren 1 Celtic 0 yeah. That shakes things up Your oh. predictions are out the window well, three, early well, 3-1 Celtic um, yeah. yeah it's a That's a great start for St Mirren Exactly what Jim Goodwin Would have wanted And, and probably a, a wee bit of a surprise for him So they've, they've put Celtic In the back foot They've scored um, From a set piece And now it gives uh, Something for St Mirren To to, to hang on to And makes that game Much more interesting Yeah long old time To hang on yeah. to it But a dream start yeah. McGrath corner Flicked on Lee Irwin Bundled it in He's only just signed Last week um, From Ross County He is yeah. very much A St Mirren player I know that's caused A bit of hilarity On social media The last couple of days Um he scored a goal, Jim, and what a start that is. Yeah, I mean, I mean any player that comes in, particularly if he scored a goal, and that, 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 I mean, makes such a, a difference to you, just confidence wise, and also for the manager, you know, that, that kind of, you know, that um, you know, the manager's brought you in and it's, it just justifies the signing. But, you know, f- from St. Man's point of view, you've got that, that kind of double edged sword now. Do you just it's camp too now? early? <laughs> yeah, do you just camp, know that, know that it's coming, or do you try and stick to the, the kind of game plan that the manager's given you? From Celtic's point of view, I don't think it will change too much. They'll probably still dominate most of the game, but you know, St. Man, they're a notoriously difficult side to break down when they're when they're up for it and when they're organised. And as Matt says, having that advantage will definitely give uh, a huge confidence boost. 
Well, we'll keep you up to speed. That's quite the, the start there for St Mirren, getting their noses in front. We've got two other big European qualifiers tomorrow. Motherwell defender Declan Gallagher uh, says his club and others need to start producing in Europe for the sake of Scottish football. Aberdeen were the last club outside Glasgow to make it past the qualifiers. That was 13 years ago. Um, Coleraine away for Motherwell tomorrow. Here is Declan Gallagher. I think it's massive, to be honest, and I think it's massive for not only just the club itself, but it's massive for Scottish football. Celtic Rangers are carrying a big burden on them to always get to Europe and stuff like that. I think it's probably time that other clubs in this league start progressing and start showing that Scottish football is a good league. I think, obviously, being a one-off tie, you have to be right up for it, so it's like a cup final for us. No, it's obviously, <laughs> it could either be, go in your favour or go against you at the end of the day, but realistically, we're just looking forward to it and uh, we'll be treating it like a cup final to get to the next round. Does the size of the challenge facing Motherwell look different now to what it did, say, Three, four weeks ago You see Coleraine on paper And you might be forgiven For thinking it's Not a bad draw At this stage of European competition And then Coleraine Go and knock out Maribor Yeah It kind of puts a different Complexion on it It does And uh, you know I heard Oren Kearney On the show last week as well um, Gordon So you know, he'll, he'll, you know He knows Or he'll know just about everything um, About Motherwell So I would For me I, I think Coleraine Start the game As a as, as slight favourite So I really do think um, It would be a it's going to take a right good performance for Motherwell to, to get through it. and if they do all credit to them because I think that's a real tough tie they've got yeah I mean it is but I still think that Motherwell should win that game um, you know obviously the last the last round they, they you know, managed to they, they were playing against 10 men but they, they eventually found their feet and won the game comprehensively so yeah I, you know it's a difficult game but I, I still think that Motherwell if they play at their best and obviously that result last week gave them a little bit mm-hmm. so a bit of a boost after a sticky start to the season then um, you know I would expect them. I think the the tougher one is probably Aberdeen away to mm-hmm. to Viking uh, in Norway. I think that we saw Norway's national side there, and I know it's not all the players and yeah. that stuff, but there's obviously some good players, uh, you know, coming out of there. So I think that will be a tough tough match for Aberdeen. What an incentive though! The possible prize of a trip to mm-hmm. Lisbon mm-hmm. to take on Sporting, oh. but Derek McInnes says they can't look that far ahead. Absolutely, it will be mentioned, but you no, know, clearly the job on hand is is tomorrow night and. We've always dealt with these games pretty well, the focus from the team. And I think the fact that the team's playing well, we've got a good squad to choose from. Um, you know, it'll serve us in, in a good stead for the game tomorrow because it will be a tough game, a competitive game. But you know, that motivation is clear for both teams, you know, to get through and, and take on a, a club like Sporting Lisbon. So it, it will be mentioned, but, you know, it's um, the, the focus will be on the game. Here's the thing, though, about this year. Um... Aberdeen and clubs like them And Kilmarnock and Motherwell in the past Every year we bemoan the fact That we have to play these European qualifiers In July And that we've not yet started the domestic season Our domestic season is now well underway And Aberdeen are motoring They're, they're, they're winning, getting win after win And feeling confident And now getting a good squad about them Do you think that allows them to go into this Feeling much more confident than perhaps They would at this stage in previous seasons Yeah and I think it's about the the mentality as well The mindset of the players We're not in the middle of July We're in the middle of September Aberdeen are on a good run They've had a few clean sheets They're winning games So therefore I think players will be feeling better about themselves And it's almost as if That kind of excuse doesn't exist for them You know because it's not the middle of July It's no 10 10 days into pre-season They are as as good as they're going to be In terms of fitness So yeah I think that eliminates uh, the excuses for them Yeah, I mean, the only thing for, for me, Aberdeen, is still haven't found that, you know, the final third. They've definitely got back to, 
you know, that's something that, uh, you know, uh, Derek McInnes does very well, organisation and, uh, you know, players knowing their jobs and doing their jobs. So, solid, very solid, very organised, very disciplined now, very hard to break down. Um, they brought in Ryan Hedges up front. He's, you know, he obviously scored a hat-trick in one game. but he's, It looks he's not, at part, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. But Cosgrove still missing. Um, Watkins is... What, Watkins yeah, could, could know, be um, John, John Hughes, Raves, was he one of the fastest players he's ever mm. worked with. I think he'll be a really good addition to Aberdeen. Yeah. Right, so we mm. will leave it there because you've still got work to do in this teaser. We've got 12 clubs in England's professional ranks, or, you know, the top four leagues that have town in their name. You've got Huddersfield, Luton, mm. Fleetwood, Ipswich, Northampton, Cheltenham, and Harrogate. So you've got five to get. I'm, yeah. I'm struggling. I'll get Grimsby. Yes, oh, brilliant. brilliant. Well Grimsby, and I've got Mansfield. Oh. Brilliant. Superb. Right, three is to get. Morecambe? No. Morecambe no. Town? No. No. I think uh, it's Macclesfield. No. No. I was just, when I went Mansfield, I went Macclesfield. Macclesfield Town, yeah. No. Maybe they're not in the league. Macclesfield not in the league anymore. They've just had. Their financial problems, um, haven't they? I think they oh, are the club liquidated. They're, they're Crawley. Um, yep. Crawley Town. Well, we What is Wigan? Is Wigan? No. no. Wigan Athletic. Athletic. Wigan Athletic. Right, two to get. Um, Which part of the country are you from? Know, <laughs> that's what I was trying to think. The M6 came down and then just kind of. <laughs> I'll do the Scottish connection. Yeah. Greg Doherty went on loan here and played Shrewsbury. 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 Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one. They've actually been in the English Premier League, not for a long time. I was way back in the, the early 90s. Tranmere? Um, nope, what else do we know about them? Their local derby would be Oxford. Cambridge? Nope. No, no, that's no. A, that's a, that's You're thinking of the boat race. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that is a local derby. Oxford and Cambridge. Oxford. Oxford. They're from the same neck of the woods as Oxford and what? Reading. Um, no, oh. part of London. Um, Paolo oh, Di Canio used to manage Swindon. Swindon Town yeah. Right we got there in the end Thank you Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi St Mirren beating Celtic at the moment Join us for all the post-match reaction tomorrow from 6 Callum is up next